Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Indy Beacon Radio with the host, B. Alan Bourgeois. Welcome to Indie Beacon Radio, where creative souls can find help in marketing their creations. You can send questions for each show on Twitter using the hashtag IndieBeacon. Now sit back and enjoy learning about our guest for this show. Welcome to another episode of Indie Beacon Radio. This is your host, B. Alan Bourgeois, and we have with us a gentleman by the name of Ben Easton, who has written a book. It's called The Contest. And it's an interesting concept of a story that, well, I'm not going to ruin it, so I'll let Ben explain it. Welcome, Ben. Tell us about it. All right. Well, thank you. First of all, hello, Alan, and and hello to your audience. Um, Thank you very much for having me on today. I'm very honored. So the contest, and and on the cover it says, The Contest, A Novel. So, but the, the, the title is The Contest. And... The quick description is that it is like a political Olympics. It's a global, social, cultural, philosophical competition. And the brainstorm uh, idea was really out of my own frustration. uh, You know, what can we do to help this world run a little bit more smoothly? Uh, We got problems in the newspaper and on the news. We all know that, that... Things are tough, and uh, what can we do about them? And uh, so when I had this idea, what would happen if a a rich person, an influential person, or a group of people were to put on a competition of ideas? So the the contest is a competition, global, uh, with teams involved, uh, people of every flavor, every nationality, whoever can enter gets to enter, and put their ideas in and present them. And so that, in a nutshell, is what the contest is about. And of course, there's drama. I mean, the idea for, for the, uh, the main character and, and her uh, assistants and, and her friends and colleagues, there, there was struggle, there was drama. But overall, it, this, is a, this is a story about a global competition. So you say the words ideas, but is it more specific to what type of ideas or or what they're trying to achieve by those ideas? Yes. Um, And again, I guess when one reads the back cover of the book, one can get an idea. So I'm going to give a a little bit away, but there's still plenty of uh, intrigue and and I'm not going to, the spoiler alert won't happen because clearly the book is about a contest that does that does come to fruition in the in the uh, you know the fictional world of of my world. So this woman, very influential, very wealthy, is a philanthropist, and she needs to change things up because she's given in, in her world again fictional world, but I believe it's fairly realistic. People give away millions and millions of dollars, and little pockets of society and culture get improved, but broadly speaking, what has changed? And so, so my 
my protagonist, and her name is Minerva Bennett, um, and she lives in New York, and she's at, she's at the top of the pyramid of the Western world philanthropy, super respected, but she is dissatisfied. She, she questions her legacy late in life, and she wonders, what else can I do? You know, I've done a lot, but I'm still not satisfied with the world that I'm leaving to my children, grandchildren, and so on. So what she does is uh, she comes up with this crazy idea. Again, part of the drama is that uh, to break from her philanthropic um, giving is, is, that's part of the drama. Her, her board of trustees think she's crazy and they vote no. So what she does is she kind of goes off on her own and she puts together a small team of, of idealists and believers and people who are also dissatisfied with the state of affairs of the world. And uh, so they come up with this idea to have a competition. But I mean, so competition of what? Ideas, ultimately speaking, it's basically like putting out a, a white paper or a manifesto. And the problems that they're trying to solve are very much, uh, very likely to be the ideas that perhaps you are thinking of right this minute and what I'm thinking. It's things like global warming, it's things like deforestation, toxic, toxic lakes and rivers and streams, um, terrorism, uh, too many guns, not, you know, we need better schools. So the, the, the problems that are going to be um, solved um, and, and dealt with are the problems that are pretty obvious to everybody. There is, you know, th there is a part in, in the story where some of the, the, the groups of people who enter the competition, in other words, the contest, they come up with some pretty uh, interesting ideas, some sort of wild card ideas, but most of the questions uh, and issues are gonna be pretty straightforward. So, so the real question is, what are they gonna do about them and, and how does the competition itself run? I mean, what does that actually look like to have this, this political Olympics uh, of ideas? Um, and, and would anyone pay any attention? And that's a, that's a big question. Who, who cares? Um, I have plenty of naysayers in the story because I tried to make it very realistic. Like, there are, there are a billion people who don't care that this thing is going on. Um, but one of the sweeteners uh, to, the, to the story is, you know, what's the carrot? What's the carrot that's dangling in front of not only the people that want to play the game and enter the contest, but who's going to pay attention and what's at stake? Well, as I mentioned, uh, Minerva Bennett in my story is rich. She's real rich. <laughs> so the, con the contest has some prizes and we're talking big prizes. So I won't, I won't enter, I mean, I won't, I won't be specific, but it makes the X prize that many of you perhaps have heard about look like kindergarten so huge amounts of money and the the uh the the barriers to entry of the contest are minimal you basically just have to be the first people to sign up and one of the interesting things is that um she decides that there need to be some children and young people involved which is part of the drama too you know like what would a 10 year old know about solving global warming or or you know, deforestation or other, some of these other very difficult problems. What would a 12-year-old know about this? Well, we're going to find out because they're going to have a say um, in these teams. And, and, and the contest is about teams of people who are entering and putting forth ideas, not just individuals. Because then, then it would just be a bunch of nerds sitting in their, in their uh, offices 
you know, saying how things ought to be run, but it's, that, that's, that's not how the story goes. So automatically you, you refer to it as a contest mm -hmm. um, and that she is filthy rich. I, I'm assuming a Bezos type rich. Yes. Um, so the question then becomes, is there just one winner or is there multiple winners? And that's part of the drama is, is to figure out which one's the better or, or how do you implement them all or all that stuff? Great question. So again, I mean, I, I'm, I don't want to give away too much, but I, but I do want to uh, tell a little bit because that's, that's what people are going to be wondering. Uh, so, so my answer is this. There are eight rounds in the competition, and the competition takes some time. You know, if this really were to happen, would it all be over and done with in, in a month? No, that's way too short. Would it be a 10-year thing? No, that's way too long. So it turns out that it's more than one year and less than five. That's what I'll say. So, but in that time, um, the media, there's a frenzy, a media frenzy, and people are excited. Again, not everybody, but many people are excited because teams from all over the world are entering via the internet and they're, they're grabbing their family members and their friends and their colleagues um, looking at the rules that are on the website of the contest website and they, they, they gather and they, they create these teams and they get ready to, to do whatever they're supposed to do. And 1,000 teams worldwide enter the contest. So in the first round, everybody's doing their best to answer and solve and, and produce the first question, the first answer, actually. And after that's done, after a, after a several week period of submitting the answers and then having the judges judge them, because it is a competition, someone does win and someone does lose, so 500 teams fall by the wayside after round one, and they don't win anything. They, they simply got to play, and then thank you very much, adios. Round two goes along, two, and then half of them get cut. So it's, it's like a, you know, it, it's a whittling down. So 500 becomes 250, 125, and at some point it becomes sort of like a, a tennis ladder or the NBA finals, the March Madness, 64, 32, 16. Now, when you get to the round of 16, some, some money starts to happen. And, and they, get, they, they start to get famous. All kinds of interplay starts to happen. What would these people really be, be doing? How would they react when they found out that they were in the running for lots of money? As, some of them as individuals and some of them as teams. What would that begin to look like? Um, Which brings up another question, if I may, um, yeah. because, you know, she's that rich, she can pull this off obviously on her own. However, as you mentioned earlier in the beginning, she pulls together other people, like-minded people. So of those like-minded people, are they also rich enough to be able to say, okay, we'll support the second place or the third place, you know, and get them done? Or is this just all together as one prize and that's it, nothing else? So all I will say, I mean, I, I want to give you as much, I, I love talking about my story and I love to give specific answers and I don't want to give it all away, but I will say that, that her, her team, her, her, um, her, her, her uh, brainchild philanthropy um, team that puts this on uh, and her, her admins, 
they none, none of them are wealthy they're some of them are well known some of them aren't they're just they're just people that like your team they they jumped in and they're helping this great idea go forward so they're well paid they love going to work and supporting and administrating this global thing which is going to take a year or two to to bring about and when it all gets said and done, a lot of people, again, some of the naysayers and certainly the pundits in my fictional world are thinking, well, this is all just going to crescendo. It's a big uh, media circus. Sure, some of these people are now famous and some of them are wealthy, but nothing will come of it. Nothing will change. Who cares? And so that, and, and that, that is a potential reality. Now, meanwhile, what I haven't mentioned is that there might be some people um, and did I create them purely out of my Hollywood drama, uh, you know, background? But there might be people that that care, but are not. They're not for it. They don't believe that some of these problems need to be solved. You know, are there are there people out there? And some of the conspiracy theorists, some of the some of the people who don't like the one percenters running this show or that show, uh, some of the corporations that like things just as they are, please don't change it because we have a good thing going. So what if there are some of these people out there? What will, they, what will, what will their reaction be to the contest, these, these dreamy-eyed uh, idealists um, who, are, who are causing a ruckus and who are, who are making waves? And there's a, there's a black swan of change. Things are now not as predictable as they used to be. What will happen? So. I'm, that's all I will say about that. There, there is definitely some intrigue. <laughs> and that is a perfect spot for us to stop and allow our sponsors to do their thing. So we'll be right back. Authors Marketing Guild is a membership-owned organization designed to help authors succeed and learn how to better market and sell themselves and their books. Join us at AuthorsMarketingGuild.com and receive so many benefits you'll wonder why you didn't join sooner. That's AuthorsMarketingGuild.com. Thank you for watching or listening to Indie Beacon Radio. Our sponsor, IndieLector.Store, is the only bookstore that pays authors their fair share for book sales. Help authors to succeed and enjoy a great book by supporting them at IndieLector.Store. Enjoy a 10% discount with coupon code SHOPPER20 at IndieLector.Store. Coupon valid until December 31st, 2020. That's IndieLector.Store, coupon code SHOPPER20. The fifth annual Authors Marketing Event is coming to Granbury, Texas, July 24th through the 27th. Join us and learn from the professionals how to properly market and sell yourself and your books. Go to ame.authorsmarketingguild.com for all the details. That's ame.authorsmarketingguild.com. We Fiction is a fun, fast pass writing contest for any author team to create a book based on what readers submit for plot, characters, locations, and even plot twists. Learn more about this unique contest at wefiction.dearindie.org. Welcome back to Indie Beacon Radio. Don't forget to like us, follow us, or subscribe to one of our many channels. Now, here is your host for today's show. And welcome back. You are watching Indie Beacon Radio. I am your host for this show. I am B. Alan Bourgeois, and I have with us Ben Easton, who's written the book, The Contest, a novel, um, but you can find it as The Contest on most um, bookstores. 
Ben, you were talking about um, the contest and all of the aspects of it, which are a lot. So I'm curious, you know, the book has been out for a bit. Have you had anybody say, you know, you ought to really try to find the money to do this actual contest? Hmm. Not yet, although, well, I, I've had quite a few people say, God, it would be great to, to see a real contest. So yes, there are lots of people who think, number one, it was a good book. They really liked it. Number two, um, we, it was a very refreshing, serious, heavy dose of idealism, but also with some pragmatism and some, you know, so it, it, was, it was realistic and it was plausible, according to many of my readers. Um, Many of them have told me, gosh, I want to see it be, uh, you know, turn into a teleplay, a script, and then I want to see it as a, a feature film. Um, and I'm one of those people. I'd love to see that. I haven't figured it out yet. So who knows? Maybe this interview will, will uh, you know, shake, shake a few uh, bushes and something. Anyway, um, but to actually put it on, um, I mean, boy, that's, it's a gigantic undertaking. Uh, I mean, it, the best idea I could come up with did require the, uh, excuse the, the uh, allusion to, to Greek mythology, you know, the deus ex machina. I mean, it, Minerva Bennett is, is not a, she's not a magician, she's not a sorceress, um, she's, she's not a supersonic inventor with, with science fiction, but she does have the other thing that can get stuff done in the world of uh, fiction, and that is lots of money. So I don't know. I don't know how to how to make this come about without all that money. I mean, I suppose that it could take off if if the readership went up and and it, it somehow snuck on, you know, by force to the New York Times bestseller list or something and there was this this cry for for change and they loved the idea. Sure, maybe it could happen, but um unfortunately that hasn't happened yet. I personally think that it would be a great series um, that could actually become reality if you if you could find somebody to back it up financially to a certain degree. I think through the advertisement of a TV series that's actually doing the contest, I can see that happening. Um, so that you're building the interest, you're building the money, you're building you know, people actually submitting because we are in that time where there's so much going on that this is a perfect opportunity for something like that to happen. So that's my two cents. I, I think that would be a great one. But that also then brings up, since you've read the story, is there going to be a sequel or did it just finish up at, at this one book? Um, so far, it's, it's self-contained and it is just one book. Um, I'm, I have continued to, uh, you know, when I come up with ideas and I'm sitting at my desk or my computer and I'm writing and I, and I am working on other ideas, but I will occasionally re-enter that world because I still, I still live there. I mean, I, I really love these characters. So if, if I had an inspiration, whether it came from the outside by way of a, a publisher, an agent that said, Hey, you know, we like this, but we want to see what happens next. I'm absolutely prepared to to take them there and to to create a new you know another another chapter another book for my audience um but so far it's just the one book okay um i i kind of wonder because you mentioned that kids and you you said 10 and 12 year old were involved in this process so it would be nice 
to some extent to see now they're 2025 and what's happened with them being involved and their how it changed their lives and stuff like that so that's just throwing out an idea there to make you work hard <laughs> i love it I, I appreciate that i i do appreciate that so with that book being done i'm assuming you're writing other things correct yes what are you working on well i'm I'm, I must say that I have too many ideas right now, and I'm a little bit, I don't know if I'm confused, but I'm, I sometimes uh, sort of spin between the, the two or three different texts and narratives that I have going on. So I'll, I'll, I'm gonna give three, uh, three titles, and I'm 50 to 150 pages into each of these, and unfortunately, I still haven't decided which one to focus on. So I'm cooking, I'm cooking three pots at once. So one of them is called Camera Obscura. And this one is a sort of a nerdy uh, detective story. It's a little bit of the conspiracy theorist uh, and, and governmental intrigue thing going on. It's mostly a North American thing, but it, 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 it could branch out into, into international intrigue. It's a little bit like uh, the Bourne Supremacy, the Bourne Trilogy uh, books, but Camera Obscura is, uh, do, do you know what a Camera Obscura is? I'm not familiar with that now. Well, so very briefly, it's the beginnings of a, I mean, it's got the word camera in there. It basically means a black box, and it's how in the evolution of, of modern cameras, um, they all began with this camera obscura, a dark chamber, pinhole camera, where the light comes in and it turns things upside down and backwards. That, and that's how our retinas work in our eyes. So I had this idea that it's a metaphor for this secret group, secret society that makes things happen. And right now, so I'm playing with that. I'm playing with the idea of things in reality because because right now we're still living in bizarre times so i'm bouncing off the you know the world of the contest and the world of, of the front page that we that we all read perhaps and there is crazy stuff going on how could it be i mean it's really things are upside down and backwards so i'm playing with the idea of not just one person but again a small group of people who want to sort of vis uh, visually and and mentally and intellectually correct the the scene and correct the perception and get things back on track so that's that's camera obscura and it's it's it, i've got some juicy stuff but there are lots of technical things to work out um the second idea i've got going i think is totally totally different it's called the church of the open sky and that this is actually a memoir presently um and it's about my spiritual evolution and uh it starts off with me as a child being raised in the in a christian family a fairly typical perhaps american christian family but there's skepticism and other things going on and and i kind of toss the toss some of the ideas out but then what do i put in their place these ideas well there's a, a bit of an interlude with drugs and alcohol and the fact is i'm an i'm a, a recovering alcoholic and drug addict so this this brings in my uh, my history uh, with 12 steps and and other areas of recovery and then 
to bring you know myself and my readers up to date, um, I would talk about my, uh, I think it's not revolutionary, but I have a fairly unusual metaphysics and cosmology, a, a kind of a worldview of, of how I look at the world and how I handle having set aside my Christianity, but taken on a little bit of that, mixed it in with a little Buddhism and a little bit of Kabbalism and a little bit of uh, future astrophysics and science fiction um, and 12 steps and other, other ideas, other wise men and women uh, ideas. And I've come up with this thing that I like to call the Church of the Open Sky. So, and I don't know if anyone is interested in that. I've heard, I've heard some, some of my friends say, oh, that sounds awesome. I want to hear more. And yet some people are sort of, you know, yawning and turning <laughs> and saying, what else you got? So anyway, that's, that's idea number two, the Church of the Open Sky. Um, and with a couple one, minutes left, we have number three. Do you want to hear one more? Yeah, we have a couple okay. minutes left. Okay. The third one is is the most, um, okay, the third one is called Agents of Order and Guardians of Beauty. And, and this is a phrase that I've been using to describe myself, but also anybody else who is, uh, is out there on the front lines of life and they're trying to they're they're trying to shake off again, shake off the craziness, and do what they can, one step at a time, one day at a time. And for instance, I like to pick up trash um, when I go on a walk around the lake here in Austin. Go go around Town Lake. I not all the time, but most of the time, if I see some trash on the trail, I'll pick it up. And I just can't not pick it up. So I I, got, I have to sort of clean things up as I go. So in a very immediate sense, I'm a, uh, an agent of order and a guardian of beauty. I like to keep things nice and clean and tidy. Um, but what I did is I took that idea and I got into a little bit of silly fantasy, a little bit of kind of crazy, uh, what if others like me are out there? And certainly there are. There are other people doing good things just because that's what you do. Um, but what if some of these people found one another and is again, is there a society? Is there a club? Is there an association? So somehow I, I seem to resonate with conspiracy theories and sort of secret societies. Um, and by the way, I don't belong to any of them, but it would be wonderful and kind of cool if someone were to come up and tap me on the shoulder one day and say, hey, I was watching you. I like the way you did this or that. Why don't you come over to this, you know, clubhouse at the Masonic Temple or the basement of whatever, and we meet every Thursday. So anyway, that's that's what's cooking in here. It's 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 just it's what's just around the corner in perhaps your imagination of what what might be, you know, hey, who who noticed what you did yesterday and they liked it and what might happen from there. So anyway, interesting. That. Yeah. Definitely a, a wide range of items there, and we'll talk more about it when we come back from our break, but we've got to take a break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Join Texas Authors on May 30th in Seguin, Texas for the first Texas Authors Only Book Festival celebrating Texas Authors and Writers Month. Learn more about this fun family event at lonestar.bookfestival.network. That's lonestar.bookfestival.network. And join us at the Seguin Events Complex on May 30th. 
The fifth annual Authors Marketing Event is coming to Granbury, Texas, July 24th through the 27th. Join us and learn from the professionals how to properly market and sell yourself and your books. Go to ame.authorsmarketingguild.com for all the details. That's ame.authorsmarketingguild.com. my friends. My name is Randy James, independent voiceover producer in the Dallas, Texas area, available to write and record a 30-second commercial, much like the one you're hearing right now. It's a great way to help increase awareness and exposure to your book title. It's easy to do. Simply call me and we'll brainstorm on a few ideas, and in a few hours, I'll whip something up and send you a digital file ready to use. Remember, call or text me, Randy James, at 214-762-1942. Welcome back to Indie Beacon Radio. Don't forget to like us, follow us, or subscribe to one of our many channels. Now, here is your host for today's show. And welcome back to the final episode of this edition of the Indie Beacon Radio Show. I am your host, Beyond Bourgeois. We've been talking with Ben Easton, who has shared a lot of ideas about stories that he's working on, the book he has written called The Contest. And with the short time, Ben, that we have left, if you would please let people know how they can reach out and contact you, whether it's about getting the book or your ideas or anything that is writing related and how you want people to reach out to you. All right. So it occurs to me, one thing I want to say um, is that this book won a contest recently. Well, it actually won... The first edition won, uh, won a local, a regional contest, the Texas Association of Authors, that, that you, Alan, are very much uh, the brainchild uh, who, who brought that forth. And so I, it, it won an award in that world. Then I entered it in several other contests. And, I, and this is a silver, uh, it's a Nautilus Award silver winner, okay? Uh, Nautilus Book Awards silver. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. To get a hold of me, um, I can give my phone number, but my, my website is best, www.bennetteaston.com. Most people call me Ben, but my real name is Bennett Easton. So www.bennetteaston.com. That gets you to my website. And then from there, you can write an email. Um, so I, I'm extremely accessible. If, if I, I answer every email that comes in. I usually, I very often give my phone number out and I love to meet people in person or to talk to them. Um, I guess, was that, was that the question? What else? Was, that was fine. That was so it. in reference to um, writing, um, what is the one thing that you would want to tell somebody who wants to get into writing? Hmm. Okay. So it is said that, that writers just need to write and dancers need to dance and singers need to sing. So I I suppose that's true. So I'm often not always writing, but I'm always, almost always thinking about writing and thinking about the next idea. So 
I'm thinking, I'm talking, I'm brainstorming, I'm journaling. So writers need to write. And ideally, um, putting, a, putting it in a container, putting it in a certain form. Um, a lot of my really good ideas are in my journal. And that's good. But a good thing is to take those little nuggets and put them in very specific formats, a novel, a novelette, a play, a poem, an essay. So write down those ideas and then decide what form and then get it going. Okay. And so I'm going to do a shameful plug here for you, Ben. Um, anyone who's watching that may have connections with people that may have um, tons of money sitting around and want to improve the world, reach out to Ben, get a copy of his book, um, The Contest. I think it would be a great contest to do, um, whether you want to help him produce it as a TV show, a movie, whatever. Um, definitely reach out to him. I think it really would be beneficial, especially in this time of our life. Um, we have a lot, as he's mentioned before, crazy stuff going on. Um, and we are in dire need of a lot of fixing on a lot of issues. So I think the contest would be a great way to pull the world together to find answers, to find resolutions to a lot of this stuff. And if nothing else, you'll have a great read with reading his book, The Contest. Does that sound fair? I would love that. And, and may I say this, that I am, you know, in my book is basically self-published. I own the copyright. And guess what? Here be notified that anybody who gets me in with a Hollywood agent um, gets 20% of my, my copyright off the top. There you go. You can't beat that. Um, right. So I, I encourage anyone to do that. And Ben, I want to thank you very much for your time and being with us. And we wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for listening to Indie Beacon Radio, where creative souls can find help in marketing their creations. Indie Beacon Radio with the host B. Allen Bourgeois. Indie Beacon Radio is produced by B. Allen Bourgeois for authors Mark and Guild LLC, copyright 2020. Voiceover by Randy James, Lydia Bello, and B. Allen Bourgeois. To be a sponsor of the show or for more information, please email us at info at authorsmarketingguild.com. To be interviewed for the show, please complete the form at radio.authorsmarketingguild.com. Music always rejoiced by Ram Cor Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.